Welcome back to another fabulous episode in Tea Party. I would like to take the time to first address and announce that I am back on my bullshit. <laughs> so fuck what you heard. I'm back on it. <laughs> Whatever that means, because that's only a phrase that I've only really seen on Twitter. And <laughs> I thought, what the hell? Let me be back on my bullshit too. So getting straight into the bullshit. The first topic I would like to talk about is Usher Raymond. Yes, the legend, the U-S-H-E-R, that man um, apparently has herpes. Well, allegedly, there are some accusations floating around for a while now that Usher Raymond has herpes. Now, the reason why I even want to address this is that I need to know once and for all, Does this man have herpes? Because that changes a lot (laughs) when it comes to Usher. Not to judge anyone who has herpes. Because I know it's one in four people who have it. Um, I'm not one of those four. But I know it it is common or more common than what people would like to admit. And so no judgment, but I am going to give a side eye to Usher if he has herpes. Because come on, God damn it, you're a legend. The only reason why Usher isn't Beyonce is because of shit like this. Do you see a herpes allegation for Beyonce? No, but it's like Usher has all of the other talents and qualifications to be a Beyonce level type artist. But with these type of allegations floating around and him accidentally tweeting out dick pics on Snapchat, that's not legendary. I'm sorry, Usher Raymond, it's not. But I'm going to keep it 100 and I really don't even think that he has herpes just because of the people who are accusing him of having herpes and giving them herpes seem a bit scammerish. And it's like, come on, you know Usher ain't fucking with your ass. And I know a lot of people on the internet were like, Usher can like who he wants to like and he can like big girls and he can like ugly girls and he can like non-traditional girls and all this stuff but it's like at the end of the day do we really think usher has herpes and gave it to these people give your honest answer i know we don't know at the end of the day because i don't know anybody kicking it with usher like that But if I had to put money on it, I'm going to say Usher doesn't have herpes. I hope he doesn't have herpes. I know a lot of other thirsty fans and 90s babies also hope that he doesn't have herpes. So let's see how this pans out. I know a lot of people are coming forward saying, or not coming forward, but are exposing the people who are accusing Usher. And it has been shown that some of the documents or check stubs that people are posting about receiving you know compensation of having herpes from usher are fake and so we don't know who to believe at this point but if i had to guess usher doesn't have herpes and once again let's hope he doesn't just because this of course tarnishes his legendary track record and you can't deny that you can't once you have one of these types of blemishes or outbreaks on your record pun all intended you're no longer that legendary status. I'm sorry. And if you disagree, let's let's ask um some Michael Jackson fans. And I'll leave that at that. Um keeping it moving with the bullshit. Let's talk about people posting online. Twitter do your thing or Facebook do your thing. 
And by that, it's always a situation where someone is spewing hate or doing something that is just wrongful or has some injustice to it. And someone films it, posts it online, and it's it's as if it's the internet's responsibility to take care of it. Versus maybe the person who's filming the video and posted the video maybe should have did something and stopped the hate in its tracks at that point. And that's what's frustrating and that's what makes me want to discuss this as far as a bullshit topic because isn't it bullshit for you to hide in the bushes and take a video of something and then post it online and think that it's someone else's responsibility to save the day when you could have in that very moment? Am I wrong for thinking that? I think that is so stupid. Me personally, I know I have a lot more balls than come the next person and so I have no problem addressing you if you're disrespecting me or hurting someone around me or spewing hate and like I said injustice and so it's time to put on our big girl panties and our big boy pants and start addressing these people while we're having our cameras out it's okay to do both you can still post it and expose them so that hate hating person can lose their job and etc but if you made no real effort to hopefully stop what they were doing that was hurtful harmful or whatever you're just as bad as them i'm sorry you so you let it happen that's what you're telling me by filming a video and you not stepping in. Now, if someone's already stepping in and someone's already handling the situation and you're filming for them, I get it. Go ahead. I've done that before several times. Let me let me film this fight while the cops are tackling you because I'm not a cop. I'm not going to jump into that. But it's as if if someone's saying nigga <laughs> right next to you <laughs> and they're white as snow and they're saying it in a harmful way uh, maybe with the er at the end hey um it's okay to speak up it's all right don't snapchat it and send it to your friends so they can get mad and maybe do something later down the line let's go ahead and let's just dress it thin in there because you know what twitter's sick of doing its thing for you it's time for you to do your own thing and be an ally for all this shit that goes down in the world that's neither here or there. Let's move on to some more bullshit. And let me just correct myself. This next topic really isn't bullshit. It's mostly just me saying congrats. And it's congrats to Cardi B because she is having one hell of a year. She's having a year that a lot of people wish they had. And on top of wishing, hoping and dreaming and fantasizing, all of those things. And that's why I want to talk about this because... It was recently brought to my attention that Cardi B became the first love and hip hop star to make it to the top 30 on the Billboard Hot 100 with a solo song. And so I've been watching love and hip hop for quite some time now. And this is somewhat surprising and then somewhat not because if you really watch the show you know none of these people are on the radio but as much as they're in the studio and if the word being hip-hop in the title of the show you would think they got some buzz in these streets that they're somewhat familiar to what radio and the top 100 sounds like feels like tastes like something and it's funny that a lot of people don't because i guarantee in every episode of love and hip-hop 
there's a studio scene there's a studio session and man are they bragging about how fire their bars are or how great their vocals are and yet cardi b regular schmegler girl from the bronx who had to fix her teeth to get put on is beating all these other people and that is no shade or diss to cardi b because i love everything about her teeth or no teeth point blank cardi b is winning I would just like to know what these other artists on Love and Hip Hop are feeling like because she just called their bullshit. She just called their bluff. They just showed their cards. Y'all ain't shit. The only person who is shit, obviously, is Cardi B on this show. And that's for every season. That's for Hollywood. That's for Atlanta. And that's for New York. Of course, these shows contain people that you've heard of. But um, since the show has started, only Cardi B has seen the top. And that includes Jocelyn Hernandez. We also had fucking Stevie J, who's made hits many times before for other artists. Omarion was on the show. Of course, Jim Jones, Joelle Santana. And so it's embarrassing for people who have been in the game for a while um, to be beat out by Cardi B. But hey, I also acknowledge that some of the stars who have already had an established name who transferred their careers to love and hip hop were already on their way out anyway. And so comparing them to Cardi B is like apple to oranges because she's a new artist and we know that we're on to the next very quickly now when it comes to music and we like the the next hottest thing. And so I get that, but it's still like, really? That's really like, that it really is a bullshit topic when you think about it, that all of these other artists have not produced the the same type of success as someone who just came in for a few episodes and bounced. But let's move on before I hurt someone's feelings. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about something that's a bit lighter. Let's talk about some cool things that I've been interested in lately. And that is throwback black shows. I've just been watching throw black, throw black, <laughs> throwback black shows constantly lately. One of the main shows that I've actually discovered that I've never heard of before and I actually thoroughly enjoy is Sparks. I have never heard of the show. And if you two have never heard of the show, man, am I about to put you on? It is a show that actually stars Terrence Howard. Yes, way before his Empire days, he was actually on another show where he played a fucking lawyer. Isn't that amazing? And you know who played his dad? Fucking James Avery from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I think, I don't know why I find that so amazing just to see, you know, iconic characters from other things acting as other characters together. And so, of course... That's little shit to, to to be excited about. But I find it very entertaining. And I think it's a show that you should check out. It also has that um that Robin chick. I forgot her name. She always plays a crazy girl. She was in Head of State. He She was the girl that Chris Rock would always call security on. <laughs> That's what I mainly know her from. But um, I also fuck with her too because she is beautiful. And you know, that melanin is popping. But definitely check out that show, Sparks. Another show, which I already knew of, but I really didn't watch, that I'm now going back and watching is All of Us. That show is like fire. And the cast is beautiful. It has Elise Neal. It has Lisa Ray. 
and it has Dwayne Martin. And the show was actually created by Will and Jada. And then eventually down the line, they wrote Will into the show and Will plays Lisa Ray's boyfriend or fiance down the line and it's such a great show it's funny it's a nice blended family of where you know when one marriage doesn't work out and then you two are in a different relationship yet you share a kid and so that is nice to see in a nice new blended family type of way and so that was cool to see and then also seeing Will Smith act in a sitcom as well other than Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and so things like that excite me when you see again these iconic characters from other shows playing other characters in other shows together because I get so I'm one of those people who identify as an actor with just that one iconic role that they played and when I see them play another role so well I'm like oh my god I didn't know you could really have that range. And so definitely check out those two shows because it's a nice refresher of black talent. And then, of course, just throwback stuff. So that's always fun to laugh and see the old school clothing and style and slang and the way they went about things. And so if I had to suggest two throwback, oh my gosh, I can't talk, throwback shows, it would be Sparks. And all of us. And an honorable mention, just because Brandy is like in the news right now, just for being so petty and annoying. Um, Moesha, <laughs> that's always a good show to watch. That has constant cameos from other actors. Jamie Foxx, Bernie Mac, Usher was on that show. Um, Kobe, like there's just so many people who are just popping up for no reason dating moesha for no reason because moesha had the biggest attitude and she was always running away i never understood that but anyway that's either here or there and getting back into the bullshit which i've already just touched on is brandy in honoring whitney houston's birthday or death anniversary i'm sorry i really can't remember which one it is <laughs> please don't judge me but brandy of course always has to prove that well I shouldn't say prove it's it's become a running joke of Brandy now that she believes that she was the closest to Whitney Houston that's like a running joke that people have with Brandy because when you mention Whitney Houston she gets very passionate and she likes to mention all the great things that those two have done together and the great moments that those two have had specifically and and sometimes when she talks about that, she would compare it to another relationship that Whitney may have had with another R&B artist, hence, or I should say, Monica. And so in honoring Whitney today, people in their running joke, jokes have, I'm sorry, I can't talk, but people in their running jokes have <laughs> exemplified that and kind of heightened that and Brandy being in her feelings and caring too much about what other people think went to Instagram and posted a four page letter like she was Aaliyah and basically addressing how what her and Whitney had was special and how she doesn't have to prove anything yet in the message it seems like she's proving that she had a great relationship with Whitney and so it just seems like a big hot mess and unnecessary especially when it's supposed to be about Whitney and a lot of people forget about that when throwing shade or discussing Brandy and Monica that at the end of the day we lost a legend and so let's just keep the focus on the legend instead of the other petty little shit 
that comes after that. Who cares who Whitney loved the most? Can't we just all love Whitney now that she's gone? Is that hard to do? Brandy, stop making a fool of yourself and stop addressing the haters who want to question your relationship that you had with your great mentor, Whitney Houston. Leave it at that. You know what type of relationship you had with her and that should all that matters, right? Right. Moving on. The last thing I want to talk about, which isn't bullshit at all, because it has to do with me, partly. <laughs> so, but I mean, if it does, if it deals with me partly, then it, it actually is bullshit. Because like I said before, I am back on thus bullshit. But what I wanted to mention was an old article that I wrote, I believe years ago now at this point, but it's still very relevant and something I refer back to till this day. And it's an article titled, why you won't make it in hip hop. And I list five reasons why you're either struggling or you're not going to make it in hip hop. And it's very basic, but for some reason, these five basic things get overlooked or people just don't, uh, don't understand it. And I, one, would like to readdress the five reasons why you are either suffering or just never gonna make it in hip-hop so the fifth one or number five is you don't make good music and it that one is like a uh, durr but people think that just because you came up with the most controversial or the most lyrical verse or the most funniest verse that it's a good song or it's a great body of work when that's not always the case your your lyrics might be good or your music video might be good um the song content may be good or the theme may be good but it may not still be a good song or good music at the end of the day and people don't realize that everything matters when making music the beat matters the title matters your lyrics matter and as and as easy it is to point to the next person and say, well, he's mumbling and he didn't even say anything on the song. Obviously it worked though. And so what may work for them may not work for you. And so don't think just because you wrote the best pun in your verse or you got a fire bridge that it's a good song or it's good music because that's not always going to be the case. Number four is you have no personality. Um, it's hard to kind of explain this to people who don't have personalities because you don't want to offend them. But just point, putting it point blank, a wet rag is not going to sell. I'm going to need you to smile. I'm going to need you to tell a joke or two. I'm going to need you to tell me about your past. I'm going to need you to let me know who you are on a different level than you just making a song for me. And I think this is, even though some would say that there's nothing wrong with this artist, I would say this is what's wrong with this artist. And that would be J. Cole. I, I really don't even know who J. Cole is at the end of the day. All I hear is music for him. And that may be working for him as for his private life or the goals that he's trying to reach with staying content and reserved. But I would say that he's probably missing a lot of people 
by not showing more of his personality. That's just a personal opinion. But as for someone who is underground, who is suffering right now, be charismatic. It's okay to smile. It's okay to show who you are. Or or maybe not. Build a whole character. Get a gimmick. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. But show that you're a person and not a wet rag. Number three is that you just can't take direction or advice. That's really difficult to do as an artist because a uh, quote unquote from Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I understand. I get it. I know where you're coming from. When t- people tell me that I ain't shit when it comes to my reviews or my podcasts or blogs, I feel a type of way, but it's it's nice to know or it's important to know the difference between hate and then constructive criticism too. There may be something that you could be working on or take away from what people are saying or critiquing about you and that may be hard to swallow but some people do need direction. It may just take that one troll who's been trolling you for years on SoundCloud or whatever medium you post your music, who's just always in your inbox talking about rap over a West Coast beat, your trash over East Coast beat. You'd be like, oh my gosh, he's a hater. He ain't nobody. And then you finally rap over a West Coast beat. And guess what? You've got a hit. And so maybe taking some direction or advice or some criticism may not be so bad because we may have never have known what uh over and over again may have sounded like with Nelly and Tim McGraw. (laughs) Horrible example, but you get what I'm saying. Two, which kind of is an extension of three, is just having an open mind. You have to take risks. You have to be willing to think outside the box. You need to be able to step out of your comfort zone. No one's telling you to sell your soul. Don't get it twisted. There's a difference. But come on, try something new for once because you never know what might stick. I know it may feel like, oh my gosh, this is silly. I'm never going to do this. I'm throwing pasta at the wall. But some pasta sticks when it's cooked right. So being open-minded might get you that hit or just the buzz that you need. And the number one thing that I had previously written in this article, why you won't make it in hip hop, is that you don't take your art seriously. And again, what I was saying before, you might point to the next guy and be like, well, so-and-so just mumbles and they act like they don't even care if they make it or not. Or they say in their interviews that they really don't give a fuck about hip hop. Here's what I say about that. They're lying. (laughs) That's all I can say about that. They're lying. Because if they really weren't about this life, they wouldn't even be doing an interview about it. Take that into consideration. Let that sink in. If these so-called mumble rap drug rappers didn't care about actually rapping, maybe they wouldn't actually be rapping, right? I mean, that's just my thought process. But you not taking your art seriously makes some consumers not take your music seriously. And when I spend money, I want to make sure it's on something serious. (laughs) Is that, is that not a hard concept to think like, If you're giving me half-ass music, I'm not going to pay for it. All I'm saying is please take your shit seriously. Act like you like rapping. Act like you like performing the song. If it's part of the thing that you're going for or the gimmick that's 
you know, surrounding you or the theme that you've got going on for the song. Okay, I get it. Be emo, be depressed. Don't be energetic. Don't seem serious, whatever. If you want to be that, what's his name? Black youngster and be a hip hopper. I get that. He's carefree. He's giving off his attitude. Well, I don't care. But obviously he's taking some part of this serious for us to know his name. It's a matter of you making a game plan and taking it in whole serious and then go from there. You may have this idea that I want to be blasé or super cool and not seem like I care, but care at the end of the day when you're pressing the copies for that CD. So please just take your shit seriously because I know I'm not spending $9.99 on a nigga that doesn't care if I spend $9.99. And so again, those would be the main reasons why you're not going to make it in hip hop or music in general, because you don't make good music. You have no personality. You can't take direction. You have no open mind and you don't take your shit seriously. So if you fall into any one of those five things, I'm going to need you to regroup, rethink and get back on that real shit and get off that bullshit. Okay. All right, my foot is off your necks. (laughs) I'm done lecturing you niggas. I'm just saying hip-hop success is literally like arm's length away. And paying attention to these five things could really help. That's all I'm saying. Tea with Tammy has been great this episode. I'll be here every Wednesday. 15 episodes will be in this season. So we're getting there. We're about halfway. Follow me on everything per usual I'll be here next Wednesday. And until then, just like me, I'm going to need y'all to be back on that bullshit and sip some tea.